Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to the final episode of this series of Qatar's 15th biggest TV and film podcast, <laughs> Friends with Friends. I'm Pete Allison and here's Dave Cribb. Ahoy hoy, happy birthday Pete. Thank you. Uh, I mean, it, my birthday's tomorrow, at which point this episode won't have been out. Oh yeah, it's, but yeah oh, your birthday falls right between us recording it and it going out. That's the problem, isn't it? I'll take the happy birthday, thank you. Yeah, well, as if you follow us on Instagram at FWFPod, you'll know that I text Pete happy birthday on Saturday, yeah, uh, the weekend. Two days before. Uh, do you know what? I realised what had happened, though, Pete. I realised my mistake. What's that? So you posted something on your Instagram on Friday saying, this is my last show as a 20-something-year-old or something. Yeah. And I misread show for day. Wasn't working at the weekend. No, I understand the working week now, Pete, now that I've sure. read it back. But I obviously read it on Friday and went, oh, it's Pete's last day as a 29-year-old, therefore mm. tomorrow. No, that's actually today. What is? The last it's day? Oh, yeah. The I last see. day of... Uh, <laughs> fuck. So as we record it, it's now the last day, having been the last show on Friday. But on Saturday, I wish you happy birthday, but it wasn't. It's in two days. But by the time yeah. the podcast goes out, it'll be yesterday if you listen on Patreon, but actually two days ago if you listen uh, on Acast or Apple Podcasts or anything like that. Essentially... No one will care. Your birthday week, let's call it that, shall we? Birthday week, yeah. Fine. Yeah, well, there you go. Tell everybody what you did as the first thing on your birthday. First, oh, haircut. Had a haircut. <laughs> yeah. Um, nine o'clock. I was like, but I've not done it yet. No. Um, nine o'clock tomorrow morning, I'm having a haircut, a very overdue haircut. My first haircut in, in about three and a half months. See, you make that sound like a, a big gap, but for me, my, you know... I grew my hair out about six years ago, so I basically have a haircut once every six to eight months now anyway. So I've only really missed one haircut because I had one last March. You know how much I love haircuts. I usually have them like every couple of weeks. Yeah, you are a big haircut man, aren't you? Big haircut man. It's you must have saved some life. money though. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, have you been putting that money to one side for like a giant I haircut I probably should party? have been, but um, no, no, I haven't. Uh, we've done the birthdays. That's fine. We don't really have a birthday section of this show, but we we do twice a year for yours and for mine. Done. Yeah, sure. Done. Should we do uh, the Friends-based podcast now? Well, actually, hang on. It's not just your birthday, is it? It's the last episode. Not just the last episode, though, is it? Oh, why? What else is it? What else? What, 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 come on, we've talked about this. 
I have no idea what's going on. It's our 100th episode. Oh, yes! <laughs> yes, it is! Well, we think it is. Yeah! In true Friends of Friends fashion, we're not sure when our birthdays are, and we're not sure when uh, the 100th episode is, but we think, based on counting... And sort of excluding the little episodes that don't count as full ones. And this has been yeah. verified by two or three people, actually, uh, who've bothered to count. So you are amongst our favourite listeners. Yeah, we think this is the 100th episode of Friends with Friends. Mm. What? So how are we marking that, Dave? Well, by you forgetting it and me forgetting your birthday, basically. Right, I think fine. Very, very uh, timely friend. It's sort of what you'd expect from us, isn't it? True to form, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how would one celebrate it? Um, I mean, in the 100th episode sort of, of Friends, Phoebe had triplets. Yeah, I could have triplets. You could have triplets? Feels I, extreme I mean, I for could us, try. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's, worth it. it's worth a go, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but apart from that, I think we just mark it and then wait for the inevitable flurry of people to say, actually, this isn't the 100th episode <laughs> at all. So that's what we've got to look forward to, isn't it? So what's our 100th episode going to be? A request from James Green on Twitter. Brother of Rachel. Brother of Rachel. Long lost brother of Rachel. Hi, Fwoof. Uh, I've been listening since March to the podcast. So, oh, yes. What, last month? uh, Yeah, presumably. (laughs) He means. I've been listening for two weeks. (laughs) Pete, this is the thing. When did this request come in? That's the important thing to note. Oh, uh, it wasn't in the last two December. weeks, was it, mate? It was December, yeah. <laughs> a lockdown convert to Fwerf, which is hmm. nice. But he goes on to say, you're the only podcast I've gone back and listened to all of, and it's the only one why I always listen the moment it comes out, which is very lovely, isn't it? That is nice. There's loads of podcasts out there, and you've chosen us, which is absolutely genuinely very flattering isn't it actually yeah uh, i'd love it if you could do the one where mr heckles dies uh, it's a really interesting episode with the melancholic edge that i think a lot of the early ones have plus it's a great phoebe episode and there's only a handful of problematic moments <laughs> that's a good scale to, to to uh measure it by isn't it but he says including the very first joke in the episode uh, thanks so that's uh, the final request of this current season of friends with friends the one where heckles dies Thanks, James. Thanks, James. Here's a synopsis. Everyone ready for a synopsis? Oh, do you know what I've also discovered in the research for this episode, Pete? A massive Joey spoiler. Really? Yeah, unbelievably. We'll get onto it later and you can hear it or not hear it if you want, but unbelievably, I discovered a spoiler for the spin-off Joey. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, Season two, episode three, the one where Heckles dies, directed by Kevin S. Bright. All the big guns in. Production code 457303. When Chandler refuses to date a woman from work, claiming her nostrils are too big, the gang claims this is always his way to avoid serious relationships. Well, presumably not to just say their nostrils are always too big. Uh, but Rachel and Monica's downstairs neighbour, Mr. Heckles, meanwhile suddenly dies, leaving them all his belongings, which is just junk. Ross and Phoebe, meanwhile, argue over the theory of evolution. And Chandler, noticing similarities between his life and Mr. Heckles, believes he will also die alone. Um, so there you go. There's a synopsis. I feel like this is a kind of a strange episode, actually, because there's it's not the traditional three plot ep, is it? But it's it's got a couple of. I feel like we're going along a, a single motorway freeway um, of the plot, but every now and then we'll just sort of pull into the service station for a little side plot. You know, it's less straightforward to sort of cut this one up into yeah. neat bits. I think we should work through this one basically chronologically, but then sort of yeah, address fine. the the little plots. Because actually the two side plots, which are evolution and lamp, <laughs> classic, yes. are both sort of 
very small and compact, aren't they? And sort of can be dealt with in a probably a couple of sentences each as we go. Um, so presumably the opening joke that James is referring to is uh, the, the two nostrils too big, right? Yes, with all sorts of references to being able to see her brain. That's one of them, isn't there? Yes, exactly. It did feel very of its time, didn't it? But I mean, well, this doesn't feel like a great thing to say, but it didn't feel like the worst thing Friends has ever done. No, I disagree. <laughs> but that's, that's not a barometer by which we should be measuring these things. But yeah, it was. It felt very of its time and, and very icky in the way they were talking about women, basically, didn't it? Reducing Chandler's dates down to one minor negative quality and sort of justifying that being enough to not be with someone. Yeah, but again, this is one of those sort of problematic things where the problem comes from the character rather than the actual show. Does that make sense? Yes. It's, it's reflective of Chandler being basically a bellend. Which they are sort of pointing out to him. Yes, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think they, they pull him up on it, don't they? And they say, stop being an arse, basically. But the, actually, the whole sort of cold open is, is very, there's a lot of funny bits going on, isn't there? Including the sort of I mean, the Joey with the Adam's apple query or confusion is actually, there's a lot more to it than meets the eye, I'd say, Pete. Okay. One, women technically do have Adam's apples. Yes, they're just less pronounced. Yeah, they just grow different in a different direction. So actually, ironically, Joey is technically right here. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess they're not called Adam's apple. I guess the Adam's apple refers to the way that the man's one protrudes, you know, but it's, you know, your larynx, everyone's got one. Secondly, we know that Joey doesn't know the term, the term for Adam's apple because later on... Joey's apple! He calls it a Joey's apple. Of course! Yeah. Yeah, good um, point. I didn't clock that. So, again, <laughs> this sort of ties in with our ever-present theory that Joey gets stupider, so maybe he just forgets the term Adam's apple and, and starts referring to it as his Joey's apple later. Thirdly, what are they all doing while they're having this chat? Uh, I'm trying to picture it. Are they in the apartment? They're in the apartment, round the table. This is another thing that comes back. Well, I mean, I can't be sure what they're doing, but there are cards and there are chips. I'm pretty sure they're playing poker. Oh, which we then... Obviously, there's multiple... Isn't there a couple of episodes about them learning to play poker? Yeah, well, the one with all the poker, where they teach the... <laughs> name for it. <laughs> it's a great, great name for it, really. They've really got to the core of what the episode's about. But yeah, they um, where they where they teach the girls how to play poker. So, I mean, I might be wrong. They might just be playing another game with chips and cards. But can you name another they one? They might be playing me? chips and cards. Chips and cards. Love oh, that game. A new fr- a new board game from Friends with Friends. Um, but yeah, that's that's sort of the setup, isn't it? Chandler is constantly ruling out dating women because of very specific aesthetic things, isn't it? Yes. And then we get Heckles, who knocks on the door, moans about something again, and it's what is it? The birds this time, isn't it? Yeah, Heckles is dressed like uh, a niche reference. Well, it shouldn't be niche, but mm. it'll be niche to some people. Uh, Heckles is dressed like Michael Caine in Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> he really is, isn't he? Oh, it's my best dressing gown. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good. That is a good comparative reference, actually. He looks like a Victorian, uh, Victorian. Well, Scrooge. Yeah, Victorian gentleman uh, in his nightgown. Yeah, you yeah. might as well be holding a little candle in one of those um, candle saucers. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? What are they called? Candle holders, I guess? But you know the uh, specific one I mean, like the metal one with a little... Yeah, a little like a, a, a brass one. Yeah, with a little a loop and you... Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so, so Heckles uh, wanders up from the Victorian era, complains that they're disturbing his birds, 
And then, basically, they they stomp him to death, don't they? I love that he says, uh, I'm returning to my dinner party. Yeah. Before going back downstairs. <laughs> and, right, the, the fast cut that goes between them celebrating silence again to a close-up shot of a body bag, a full body bag, yeah. is... It's absolutely brutal. It's really brutal. They're like, yeah, we made him cry. Oh, God, he's he's inside that bag dead. Well, I know, because we're watching it back knowing what happens and knowing that this is, like, the, the point of the episode. But the first time you watched that, that is a, a <laughs> it's very... It's so dark. It's a sudden plot twist, isn't it? Yeah. Very sudden plot twist. Because you actually... You, you also get the sound of them celebrating... <laughs> And then it cuts to the body bag and you get this sort of, oh, like that, that carries over between the shots. Yeah. It's really like a little roller coaster. It's like a football crowd when they think it's gone in, but then it turns out <laughs> yeah. it just hit the side netting and they're like, oh. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's such a plot twist and bold. To, I, I always think of Heckles as being quite a big player in early Friends, but... First three episodes of season two, and he's off. He's gone. They've really just ditched him. He does come back actually once, doesn't he? How? Uh, in the flashback episode, not, not oh. as a ghost. <laughs> I was say. He's not. He's not gone full Muppet Christmas Carol. I don't remember Ghost of Heckles. The Ghost of Heckles past. <laughs> um, but no, he comes. He's, he is in the flashback one, which is obviously set before, as you know, traditionally as flashbacks are um, before <laughs> the the pilot. Sure. Um, but yeah, he's gone. He's gone. That's it. That's the last time we see Heckles. Last appearance of Heckles does birth the first appearance from Mr. Trigger, though. So if you believe in reincarnation, maybe that's the yeah. uh, that's where Heckles' soul's gone. Yeah, maybe. Um, little, just a little appearance from Trigger, uh, but always like I always like anything with Trigger in it. You know. Yeah, he's good. He's a good bit of light relief. It did. It's one of those ones. Looking back now, going. I know we've discussed this before, and. It's been on BuzzFeed forever and ever and ever, but that uh, scene where they're all just lined up in the corridor, like there is not a diverse person in this entire episode, and no. basically in this sitcom, obviously, as we know, but it really strikes home when you basically sort of line all the characters up. Yeah, it's, it's pretty damning, isn't it? Yeah, it's very homogenous, isn't it? Um, So, Trigger's in uh <laughs> with his funny line about sweeping i was sweeping just yesterday could have been me <laughs> um and then then the lawyer comes in and um and tells them that trigger's left everything to them which i thought for a moment might include the apartment but presumably he just rents the apartment that that's never discussed is it but like if they've inherited an apartment that's decent yeah but yeah sure it, the requirement for them to clean is because it's the contents that's now theirs isn't yeah it? they've just got to clear it out haven't they yeah which is all the shit he's left. Um, meanwhile, this is, I think, where we get our first side road, first service station stop. Into uh, yeah, just stopped. At, um, I'm trying to think of a service station. Uh, uh, Lee Delamere. Tamworth. Tamworth. Oh, curveball. Is that one? I don't know. I didn't know if Tamworth's a, a services. That's probably yeah. more in your... Uh, the M42. Okay. Um, God, this is real niche if you don't live in the UK. I'm very <laughs> pretty niche if you do. Um... Yeah, that's that's all I've got. <laughs> but we'll take a little si- a side stop at Tamworth Services, aka Phoebe doesn't believe in evolution, and Ross gets like Ross's energy in this episode is the person that you know is right, but is shouting at Trump supporters on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the person that's dealing with the problem in the absolute worst way. 
and therefore becoming really quite irritating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not doing anything for the cause doesn't doesn't understand that basically going you're thick, stop being thick, isn't the right way to deal with these situations. Yeah, I do love Phoebe saying things like, "Don't get me started on gravity." <laughs> I mean, Phoebe would be an anti- an anti vaxxer wouldn't she? These days, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that is, exactly. That is, that is the energy she's giving off. Five G, all sorts. <laughs> yeah, she's Bill Gates tracking all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I say, this this plot sort of just takes a little bit of a, a side a side step from the main one, doesn't it? And it's just a couple of scenes of Ross going, "How can you not believe in evolution? How can you not believe in evolution?" Getting more and more irate. And then he brings a suitcase of fossils, which yes. feels like A, extreme, B, what's what's he going to prove to someone that doesn't believe it already? And C, can he just take them from the Natural History Museum? Well, he delivers like some sort of presentation to you, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it feels like that suitcase should be insured for a lot of money, you know? Like Phoebe putting Ross in his place, yeah. that's very satisfying. And then the whole, at least I respected you when he buckles, <laughs> yeah. which he's sort of only doing like out of almost out of some like little trace of politeness. He's being like, fine. Yeah, obviously I can't absolutely guarantee it. Yeah. But um, he gets properly character assassinated, doesn't he? Yeah, it's a very, but I think it, the way he's dealt with that situation, it's a very funny and like you say, quite satisfying way of Phoebe just yeah. putting that issue to bed, you know, and just going like, come on, there's always a chance, isn't there? Um, but yeah, the way she does sort of say, uh, I can't believe you caved. And then my favourite choice line, how are you going to face the other science guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, shout out to Ross's cream suit in this uh, in this scene, though. Yes, I did think there's one scene where they're all sat in Central Perk and he's got the cream suit on and then Chandler's also quite garishly dressed. And it's mm. we've mentioned it a couple of times with these earliest episodes that... Uh, the mid-90s fashion is a lot. Well, it's very similar. The interesting thing is, it's very similar suit to the one where he's going to go on TV, you know? Yeah. But in that one, they really lay into him for it and basically call it a shit suit and start going at him. And in this one, everyone's just like, Ross is in a full cream suit. That's fine, isn't it? I think I wore a cream suit in a school production. Did you? Of what? Bugsy Malone? Um, back to the 80s. It was a 80s tribute musical. The sleeves of the suit were rolled up. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Cool guy. <laughs> Is that what you're playing? Cool guy number three. Uh, I played I played the... Uh, the st- <laughs> I played the, st- the school hunk, actually, Dave. The school- <laughs> have I not told you about this? I must have told you which songs I sung. You told me about you in a number of musicals in the past, yeah. actually. I'm not sure this specific one's come up. I what? sung uh, Footloose. Great. I sung uh, Get Out of My Dreams, brackets, and Into My Car. Great. And um, The Proclaimers, 500 Miles, which was a duet with a boy called David. Wow, that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a, lot, there's a lot to unpack there, I'd say. I got a girlfriend out of it. Got a ki- Did you? Yeah. How old were we talking? Um, were you, not f- the girlfriend? 15. Uh, well, fair play, mate. It works, doesn't it? Play a hunk in a musical, get a girlfriend. The traditional story of the homosexual <laughs> yes. man. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Just remembered actually. Shortly after, um, shortly after leaving school a few years later, that girlfriend uh, joined a convent. Really? Yeah. God, you both went on. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> you both took I a path why... away from having sex with the opposite. The opposite. I gender. wonder why that uh, that that relationship didn't last. I'm yeah. gay, and she's a fucking nun. 
<laughs> Great chapter of your autobiography, that Pete. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about Heckles' apartment? Yes. Can, I I feel. Firstly, sort of stresses me out quite how chaotic it is, which I know is the point that they've got sort of a lot, to, yeah. lot to do. I don't understand what the the big crotch magnifying glass is. As in what its purpose is? What actually is it? No, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's just What a, would you use that for? It's a magnifying glass at crotch level, isn't it? There's very few things. But on you... its side, it's not like you can sort of like slide it over a table or anything if you like doing work or whatever. Well, it's massive. You wouldn't you wouldn't need to magnify anything that much in sort of in a book, would you? So what's it there for? Don't know, mate. You tell me. Well, I can't. <laughs> the end. Yeah, like I mean, I've, I've got nothing for you. I don't. I don't know what the purpose of that thing is. I wonder what they call it in like the script. Should we have a look? Oh, where heckles dies. It's probably just magnifying glass or something, isn't it? But when I think of a magnifying glass, I think of like a sort of Cluedo type, but a um, like an Agatha Christie detective would hold. Yeah, sure. Um, no, it's, it is it is odd to know what the purpose of that would be, and I, th- I think we're just going to have to park that. If anyone's got one, I mean, do get in touch. It's a, it's a long, long, long shot, but you might. You never know. Tell us what it is. Tell us what the flipping heck that is. Um, the other things I would like to talk about, though, mainly for Heckler's apartment are, one, how small it is compared to Monica and Rachel's, even though it's directly underneath it. Yeah, good point. So, like, where the bloody hell's the rest of it? Or what's going on with that building? Two... Um, outside the front of Heckle's apartment, which again we know to be directly underneath Monica and Rachel's, is another door where the staircase corridor should be. Yep, yeah, true. So, what the fuck's going on there? Strange layout. And three, I mean, I know the joke is that actually the noise was terrible all along, but there's something wrong with that bloody building. The amount of noise from just people walking upstairs, isn't there? Yes, it's very loud. It is, is that- loud. But then also, when they sort of stamp on the floor, it's like the floor's made out of like pure concrete because there's no echo or anything so where's well, exactly. all this noise coming from exactly from below it sounds like they're in like a steel container on a boat or something yeah and from on above it's very yeah like you say damped concrete um so yeah i mean we've got a lot of sympathy with heckles haven't we based on that noise i would find that unbearable mm. um so they start going through heckles's stuff uh they find his big book of grievances which there's a couple of things in this episode pete which i would suggest are too glanced over like, they glance over them too quickly without questioning them. One is the big book of grievances where they all go, oh, it's funny, he thinks Chandler's gay. But what that book really is, is a detailed diary of all of their movements. <laughs> yes, that's true. And then there's also that record of all his previous lovers and what the reasons the he broke that? up with the them. the box of photos of women's yeah. heads? If you have... If you have- uh, a box of photos of all of your exes and the reasons that you're not with them anymore. Right. Um, that's surely like psychopath kind of territory. He's a fucking creep, isn't he? Yeah. Like it's- I, I'm, I like I know people keep souvenirs, like absent souvenirs, like little like mementos, memories. Yeah. But to sort of keep those with a list of reasons why you're not with someone anymore is pretty weird. Oh, it's very fucking weird, isn't it? Um, it's sort of like in in terms of reality, it's like you know the the equivalent of the fact that Richard has loads of sex tapes of his exes with their names written on it. Like that would be weird enough, but and and I think I feel like that must just be a thing that only happens in films and TV shows, not in real life, surely. But also the box of you know, if imagine being one of those women and happening upon this box whilst you were dating Heckles and being like, "What's this about?" Yeah. 
absolute nuts. I'll tell you what I'd like to see. Here's my pitch for a new massive budget Netflix show is the Heckles backstory. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Heckles at school basically being supposedly like... Supposedly hilarious. Supposedly. Supposedly. Uh, hilarious, funny, class clown, you know, Chandler-esque sort of character. And then turning into a man that sits at home, monitors his neighbour's movement and writes them down in a book and keeps a f- box of women's heads in his apartment. Yeah, it's a bit of like a uh, um, Joaquin Phoenix Joker sort of transformation. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly that. I mean, people are clamouring all the time for like a Professor Snape backstory, you know? Everyone wants Adam Driver to play Professor Snape and... And sort of tell the story of his youth, and I feel like there's a there's a there's an argument for Heckles to to have something made of him because something fucking horrendous has happened in his life, hasn't it? Yeah, it must have done. There must be some trauma there. So there you go. That's my pitch, guys. If anyone works at Netflix, and it can just be called Heckles. Heckles, yeah, it writes itself. I mean, someone will have to write it, obviously, but you know, well, you've given them, you've done half the work. Thank you. Exactly. All right, there you go. Look. Just, just on the off chance that it does happen, let's all agree that we said it here first. Just in, this is our record, you know. Mm. It's our copyright claim, or we could pitch it ourselves. People, that feels like a lot of effort. Who's playing Heckles? Ah, oh, that's a great question, isn't it? That's a really good question. Who would be a good Heckles? That is your homework. Please suggest casting suggestions for Heckles <laughs> in the young Heckles in the dark brooding Netflix drama version of his life. Yeah, young heckles and middle-aged heckles, I think. Yeah. We need both. We need to see that whole transition. Um, please send casting suggestions. Like the crown, we um, can change. Yes, yes. <laughs> Every two seasons, there's a new we'll heckles. change the actor. Exactly. Yeah, Perfect. Oh, God, I'm getting quite excited about this now, Pete. Um, should we take our second side off-road jaunt to the lamp? Yeah, let's go to the lamp. Because this is where the lamp pops up. So there's the sort of shellfish lamp thing that Rachel loves. And this starts a kind of, again, a strange half but not really argument between Monica and Rachel, doesn't it? But it's it's quite, I understand it as well. Like uh, Rachel's problem is that Monica still thinks of the home as her own, despite the fact that they, you know, share it. Hmm. And I, I like I understand that when you live somewhere where it's everyone else's possessions and stuff and you, you're not sure quite what's your territory yeah. and what your rights are when it comes to belongings and ornaments and little bits of furniture. Like I do I do get that. That's a very sort of relatable uh problem for that part of their life. Hundred percent. But playing devil's advocate, isn't it basically a Monica's apartment? Like in the sense that it's her grandmother's lease. Like she's the custodian of her grandmother's sure, lease, yeah. you know? Like and equally it's a horrible lamp. Yeah, oh, it's an awful lamp. But I mean, I think this could all have been solved by Rachel just putting the lamp in her room if she loved it that much. I do. It does contain one of my favourite lines in the episode, this one though, where Monica says, hey, no, I'm allergic to shellfish. And Rachel <laughs> says, well, you'll just have to eat the other lamps. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, nice bit of comic relief, that scene, isn't it? In the midst of the sort of evolution argument and Chandler having a breakdown, which we'll come on to in a minute. Um, so they take the lamp, they have the argument about the possessions, and then, then Monica breaks it. And that's basically the end of the argument, isn't it? Breaks it by putting on a cardigan or something. Yes, it's it's clunky, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Very, very clumsy to put on a jacket and break anything, I'd say, really. But it's kind of reminiscent of that. I tell you what, my dog quite often knocks things off the coffee table with his tail. Kind of akin to that, I guess. But yeah, she seems to smash the shellfish lamp, um, which leads us to that. There's a really nice moment, isn't there, where Rachel 
says to Chandler, Monica broke my shellfish lamp. And he goes, I'm going to die alone. Okay, you win. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Monica sort of makes it up to Rachel, doesn't she, by giving her the weird topless woman alarm clock thing. Yes, which we then learn is musical and gyrate. <laughs> musical is a strong, a strong uh, descriptive <laughs> word for that. But yes, it certainly is. Uh, should we take a small advertorial break? Yeah, let's and, do that. And then discuss Chandler's breakdown and not one quiz, Pete. Two quizzes. Not just a quiz about friends, but a quiz about friends with friends. That is exciting. I'm genuinely excited for this. Double quiz. I'm Yasmin Akram, letting all of you know that myself and my friend Philippa Don and I have released the second series of our podcast, We Heart Worry. Join us for hard-hitting discussions on flashing your neighbours accidentally, looking after a child's pet when they go away, and of course, that most universal of worries, a strong fear of chicken. That's We Heart Worry. Find us where you find good podcasts. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Of course, if you're on Patreon, no adverts at all. You're just right back with us here. One of the many benefits, Peter, of subscribing to patreon.com forward slash friends pod. You get exactly. all the episodes a day early with no adverts and you get our spin-off uh, Joey with Friends where we talk Which about... Which I would suggest, Dave, is a nice way of filling the gap between this series and the next one. If you still want some friends with friends then go and get Joey with friends on Patreon that's a good point there's like 8 or 9 episodes up there now aren't there I think it's yeah I think it's 9 9 episodes there's 8 on well that's what I said Pete 8 or 9 and the answer is 9 so (laughs) I was exactly right correct Uh, so yes friends pod I mean you can just do that thing where you subscribe for one month listen to all the episodes and then bugger off we're thrilled with that and then fuck off yeah fuck off take your money and run bugger (laughs) off you lot Um, thank you to all of you that do subscribe already we do uh, very much appreciate it Um, it'll enable Pete to pay for his haircut tomorrow Mm, it's true uh, so we're back in Heckles' apartment, and now, now it's Chandler's breakdown now, isn't it? Chandler, I mean, Chandler's fucking hard work in this, isn't he? he well, really... he is, and it feels like, it doesn't really feel like a very Chandlery kind of midlife crisis thing. No, he spirals very, very quickly, doesn't he? Yeah, he really does. The only similar sort of thing is when he breaks up with Janice, and he has that big breakdown, you know, as well, but at least that's triggered by 
proper emotion, you know, with 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 the strip club and all that sort of stuff. Well, this one is just sort of triggered by some quite tenuous similarities between him and Heckles. Yeah, and like, I, I would just hope that having read the big book of grievances and seen the box full of women's heads, you'd be like, I'm just, I just don't see myself going down this path. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but instead he fabricates this entire imaginary future where he's got a snake. Yeah, and where it's all inevitable. Yeah. Also, in the imagined future, it's, you know, it should be noted that Joey is the married and settled one making sort of space for Chandler to occasionally visit, where, you know, in reality, Chandler's the first one to get married and settle down, and they sort of have a a Joey room, don't they? Yeah, a little spare room for him, yeah. A little spare room for Joey with a sex swing and an aquarium. (laughs) Um, This, Pete, is where I happened upon my spoiler. Okay. Uh, It depends whether you want the spoiler or not. No, I I do, that's fine. You want the spoiler. So just someone had basically made that point on, on something and said... It's funny that, you know, Chandler is actually the first one to get married and be happy. The last bullet point, Pete, was Joey does end up single at the end of Friends, but he does get engaged in the spin-off series, Joey. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Huge news. But I wonder if that ever is in... I wonder if that's in one of the episodes that actually aired <laughs> or one of the ones that's, like, just on a DVD box set. If you haven't followed the Joey journey yet, there's basically two seasons of Joey, but midway through the second season of it, like, NBC just gave up and were like, this is too shit, we're not putting it out anymore. <laughs> and they well, What it. happens is it goes, the, the mid-series of series two of Joey, it goes on a break, mm. it comes back... And nine people, people watch. <laughs> no one else does. <laughs> yeah. There was somebody else this week who shared, I can't remember who it was, and I'm very sorry if they're listening to this, but they shared a screen grab on uh, Instagram of the order that they'd placed for another Joey box set. Oh, really? I yeah. think, honestly, we are we are re- reinvigorating the sales of oh, Joey box sets. No, I think we really are, yeah. Yeah. I think they're printing new ones. <laughs> Three new ones. <laughs> Against all the odds, yeah. Um, so yeah, Joey gets engaged. Who too? We'll find out at some point, I'm sure. Probably his sister. Yeah. <laughs> There's only four characters. It's his neighbour, his agent, or his sister, and that's basically all we've got. Um, mm. But yes, anyway, back to the Heckles episode, which contains, I'm going to say it, one of the great all-time Friends lines. Did they go to the zoo? Supposedly. <laughs> which is so good on so many levels and I really like it and it never doesn't make me laugh and only buoyed further Pete by the fact that on the 12th of March this year the year of our Lord 2021 uh, dictionary.com added the word supposedly did they? to their dictionary yeah I don't know why it wasn't in there already I mean it is a real word dictionary.com are just obviously no it's but isn't it supposedly Should we, do, are, we, are we digging are we digging yeah okay now I need to know what they both mean okay supposedly means as may be conceived or imagined. It's the adverbial form of supposable, which means capable of being supposed or conceived. Yeah, oh, I, could, I suppose, yeah. On the other hand, supposedly usually means allegedly. Okay, yeah, okay. I think I get the distinction. Yeah, happy with that? There's a weird soundtracking bit when Chandler rings Janice, isn't there? Yeah, we're still in the era of Friends when there's some slightly strange... You alluded to it earlier with, like, the cut to the dead man. And then also the transition between when they discover that they've been left all his stuff, there's, like, a really quite unfrenzy slow zoom into Monica's face. 
Yes. When she's going, isn't it weird how you can touch a man and never, know? you know, all of that sort of stuff before the cut to all the junk. But again, all that, the slightly strange stylized versions. There's also a shot. You just see Phoebe and Rachel walking from the kitchen from behind. Yeah, I thought that. It's, from a, it's almost from the sink. Right, as if the camera's in the sink. And it lasts approximately two seconds. But, um, but it's just a shot I don't think you ever see in Friends again. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, and then this little strange soundtracking bit while he when he goes to call Janice, um, it's just yeah, it's just it's so interesting to watch it back. Not only because they all just look so different and so young, like Joey especially, um, but um, but yeah, all these sort of slightly stylized decisions they've made. Obviously, <laughs> not bothered with as the sitcoms got more successful. They've gone just shoot it from the front, guys. Don't worry about all the other <laughs> shit. Uh, he calls Janice. This is Chandler's now mid-complete breakdown, isn't he? He calls Janice. She shows up. She's pregnant. She's married. Heavily pregnant. Heavily pregnant. Um, and Chandler, yeah, just has this big sort of snake-based meltdown. And, like, ultimately, we've got to zoom out and realise that Chandler's 25. Calm the fuck down, mate. Yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not married and settled down. I don't know if this is... Do you think that's more symptomatic of the time? Like, mid-90s, is that still... I think it's if if that's his age at this point, then I think it's quite like mature of him to want that kind of right. settling down. He's ten years younger than I am now, Pete, and I am not ready to get a snake or to get married. You know, no, no exactly. neither are on my agenda. Yeah, I'm not. Are panicking. you planning on marrying the snake? I don't think so. Let's, let's never rule anything out, Pete. You but I just must. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my point is, I'm not really. I'm not exactly panicking yet. And I've, David, I've, his snake bride. <laughs> What a curious way for us to end this entire series. <laughs> uh, because that is basically it. The girls talk him down, don't they? And basically, in a nice way, say, don't worry, you're not weird. You're just a man. And they're all shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're all absolute cretins, um, which is, you know, to some extent, absolutely fair. And then we end when Chandler decides, you know what? I'm going to go on a date with the girl with the big head and takes us to Central Perk. Go 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 better than that, mate. And um, seems like a shit date, doesn't it? To be fair, right? How did they make her head so big? Yeah. Do you think it's? Do you think it's? I was going to say that it's a big wig, mm. right? But then you can see her earring. Oh yeah. So it's true. like she's actually got a massive head. Yeah. Or they attach an earring to the wig. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. They're, I think it's it's a, it's an overly big head, isn't it? I think it's a mm. it's a deliberately comically big head. I think it must be some sort of. Maybe it's just a fake head, Pete. Maybe they made a papier-mâché head because she doesn't. You don't see her face, do you? No, it's true. Maybe it's just a big, big old papier-mâché ball with a wig on it and an earring. <gasps> Should we do some quizzes? Uh, yeah, let's do some quizzes. Amy the Fourth Quizzed. Yep. Shall I just read her message? Yes, please. Okay, I have a quiz about the episode. And a quiz about Friends with Friends. Great. But unlike Friends itself, I haven't played each podcast episode 20 times, so didn't have any ideas for questions. Embarrassing, so the fri- Well, I said this. I said, well, why haven't you listened to us 20 times? Um, and she said, so the Friends with Friends quiz, I listened to the lightning round from each of your first five episodes and took what I deemed to be the easiest question from that and made a separate quiz. So it's a bit of a recap of previous Friends with Friends quizzes. Oh, I see. Got you. Got you. With got me? You, got you. Yes, I am. Or with Amy the Quizzed, rather. So what do you want first? Do you want the one about this episode first? Yes, I would have thought so, yes. Okay, fine. Question one, Dave. Yes. 
Why does Joey have his back turned while impersonating Janice? What is he doing simultaneously? Oh, is he making? Oh, well, he turns around with a sandwich, doesn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he making a sandwich? Uh, he's making a sandwich. I'll give you that one because I would not get that. Uh, question two. Aside from evolution, what does Phoebe name as the three other things she doesn't believe in? Well, gravity's one of them. Yeah, crop circles and the Bermuda Triangle are the other two. Uh, is correct. Name two places Heckles and Chandler's train Oh, I knew at. this would be one and I didn't write them the down. The last one's Hermit Junction. Yeah, it's like Bitterville or Bitter Town or something like that. We've got... Two out of three. Have we? Is it Bitterville um, or Bittertown? Bittertown. Bittertown. Aloneville. Aloneville. And Hermit, Hermit Junction. Junction. All right, I'll give us two of these and one of these. <laughs> uh, question four. What is the name of the woman with the big head? I don't even know. What's the name? Of the- oh, I don't know. I'm not going to get it. No? no. Oh, God, I really should have got this. What's my surname, Dave? Is it Alison? It's Alison. <laughs> um, that is very funny. Actually, we didn't talk about how the first... Because the first name that sprung to my head was Joan, which is the one with the big nostrils. <laughs> and you just don't meet a lot of Jones in the mid-20s, do you? No, you don't. Um, question five. What number does Heckles live at? Uh, number eight, I think, only because number seven is the one that's in the wrong place where the stairs should be. Uh, it's correct. There you go. That was good. Not bad, that, eh? Not bad at all. Not bad. Uh, now, Dave, would you like a quiz from quizzes of days gone by? Uh, would I? This is, a, excuse me, this is basically just a test of our friends' knowledge, and it's going to out us, isn't it? Name two of the three reasons Frank says he can't give any of his kids away. Oh, um, okay, we can get this. Uh, one can burp the alphabet. Yeah, one's a, the to do with the frog, the frog joke. Uh, yeah, one's because they're funny, and yeah. one's because they're really smart, and they're going to be something or a realtor. That's <laughs> so. correct. We've got them all. Uh, told a joke about frog. Will be a doctor or a realtor. Yes, uh, the only one who can burp the alphabet. Oh, well done, us. Complete the lyrics from the one with the blackout. Oh, this feels like it's well in our wheelhouse, Pete. New York City has no power, and the milk is getting sour. But to me, it is not scary because I stay away from dairy. Yeah, got that one right. Absolute banger, that isn't it? One of your classic Phoebe's. The one with the unagi. This one is. Okay. On the mixtape, Chandler re-gifts to Monica. What does Janice sing? My funny Valentine. Is correct. Uh, question four, the one with the prom video now. Yeah. Uh, Ross takes a message for Rachel from a guy called Casey. Name one of the Casey references that Ross makes. Oh, uh, so I'll only get one because I distinctly remember us not knowing what the other one was. The one we know, I think, is Casey and the Sunshine Band, right? That is correct. And the other one is going to be something where you say it and I'm like, I still don't know what the fuck that is. Casey at the bat. (laughs) No idea. (laughs) And finally, what happens... Oh, this one's from the one with the lesbian wedding. Uh, oh, Sarah Cribbs episode. What happens to Carol and Susan's caterer that prevents her from catering the wedding? She has an accident of some sort and she's in a full body cast, but I can't remember what the accident is. It is a mountain biking accident. Okay, are we going to give ourselves that or not? Yeah, you got the full body cast detail, which I think is worthy of, uh, of a point. That concludes the second quiz. Second part of the quiz. Interesting one about the one with the lesbian wedding. Did I tell you that I... Uh, saw the Guardian columnist Grace Dent, and she told me that this was her favourite episode of Friends with Friends. 
So, uh, her favourite episode of the podcast. Of, her, of the podcast, yeah. It was oh, right. the one with the lesbian wedding, episode five. So, if that's not... I mean, she's not likely enough to write it up in the bloody newspapers, is she? But yeah, do us a favour, Grace. That's a... A good, uh, a good recommendation, I'd say. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. So, if you if you have if you haven't listened back to the early ones, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because we haven't done any with guests now for over a year, and I think we've all agreed collectively, me, you, and all e listeners, that we probably prefer it now, don't we, without guests? <laughs> I think this is a permanent, yeah, yeah a permanent a, format change. A permanent. The move. guests were just a load of shit, weren't they? <laughs> no, but what I was going to say is it's strange, but if you haven't listened back to the old ones, and if you have joined us lately, there are some great guests on those those, those earlier ones, so you should have a little scrolly scroll back and um, and have a listen, for sure. Yeah, you should. Um, I'd like to read one final message, actually, Pete, before we go, which is a really nice way of signing off the 100th episode of Friends with Friends. Okay. Uh, ahoy, hoy, hoy, Dave and Pete. One of the army of Amy listeners here. Oh. Another Amy. Love the podcast. One of the best things about a Wednesday, and I look forward to listening every week. Further to your conversation, I've done some counting for you uh, about whether or not it is 100 episodes, and I think it depends on whether you count the bonus episode of Joey. We do not. If you don't no, count it, count. then it is 100, so we've done it. If you do count it, this will be 101. So that's fine. Yeah, that is one that we've discounted in the counting. Um, and then she goes on to say, even if you do count it, which some people will because of the fourth intro, that then it will still be 100 episodes of televised Friends-related content because Adam Hess's was a double episode, but yeah. only about one Friends episode. Yeah, also, fine. the first episode of fourth season six will mark 100 episodes of Friends. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, because of the Hess thing. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking at? The Hess glitch. The, yeah. <laughs> the Hess problem, as we call yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, whichever way you count it is a huge achievement. Congratulations. In oh, honor, that's kind. Very nice. Oh, Pete, that's only the start. Oh. In honour of this occasion, I thought you might be interested in some statistics. So far, the most popular season of Friends has been season four, which has been requested 13 times. Hang on, I know what's going to be the least one. What do you think is going to be the least? Eight. Closely behind are seasons two, three, six, and seven, which have all had 12. The least popular season has been season eight. Yeah. Which has only had three (laughs) seasons. I looked at it the other day and was looking at our spreadsheet, um, and it was like just this sea of unwanted episodes <laughs> <to season> eight. <laughs> poor old season eight yeah uh, amy says clearly the rachel pregnancy storyline is not so popular the most popular season with your invited guests was season six nine episode requests but the listeners most popular are seasons two and seven which both have this seven so requests each. i know right I have had a look at some of the IMDb stats as well. And of the top 100 episodes rated, you have covered 49 of them. So there's still just over half to go. That's interesting, isn't it? Oh, good, good. So actually, we've got 50 of the best top 100 still to go because we're worried we were going to burn through all the goodies. But yeah, just be left with a load of old shit. Turns out the worst 100 episodes, according to IMDb, we've already done 34 of those. Oh, okay. So there you go. Uh, then she says, I feel like I've gone a bit overboard on the statistics. Not at all, Amy. I mean, there are lots of statistics, but we welcome them all. Uh, and she has sent us one FWF-related quiz question, Pete. Okay. Which episode number of FWF was it when Dave first came up with Ahoy Hoy? Oh, that is a good question. Bonus point, if you can I remember reckon... the guest and their chosen episode. Oh, it was with a guest. Yeah. I was going to say, I reckon it's without a guest. So of the 100 episodes, yeah, where would you have guessed that started? When lockdown happened and we didn't have any guests anymore. So like 50 episodes ago or something, yeah. Yeah. It was, in fact, Pete, episode 18. 
Was it? It's a real, it's a real early days one. The one with Lizzie Pollitt. Oh yeah. And the episode was the one with the memorial service. Acast Queen, Lizzie Pollitt. Yes, absolutely. And also told a great story about getting stuck in a cupboard with David Schwimmer in that story she did. Yes, it's true. Uh, anyway, thanks for the 100 episodes, and here's to 130-ish more. What lovely messages. What? A, yeah. What, what, thank you for all your lovely messages this week, actually, about the 100 episodes. Well, and also just throughout the series as well. And we've had a... Actually, this will be of interest to a number of people, uh, an email from Jen who asks, are we allowed to start re- requesting a second episode? Wow. We've already had one requested. Yeah, we've had we've had quite a lot of messages uh, asking about requesting an episode. Uh, we have already got, I'd estimate, about half of the next series requested up. Um, but we are going to publish a list of remaining episodes of Friends that we haven't covered yet on Instagram. And we'll do that in the next couple of weeks. And then you can message us your request on Instagram as well. So if you're not already following us on uh, Instagram, which you should do anyway, regardless of whether you want to request an episode or whether you're just happy, sort of just listening to everyone else's. Yeah. Uh, FWF pod on Instagram, because that's where we stick basically everything about Friends with Friends. Well, there you go. That's where you'll catch up and that's where you'll see where the um, next series starts. And also some exciting news, if you like our quizzes, about the real world. <laughs> that's all I'll say. Yes. Um, um, it's only exciting, actually, to be fair, currently, if you live in or near London and are around on the 2nd of June. We're basically going to do a live quiz. Cool. Spoiler. So, uh, I've just given away all... Well, I just feel like it's best to pop it in your diary now. I feel like I've just started putting things in that are quite far away because I'm excited to leave the house, you know? Yeah, fair. So there you go. Live quiz is happening. More details as we get them. A new series will be upon you sooner than you can possibly think. And as we said earlier, in the meantime, there's bloody loads of Joey and over on the Patreon if you do feel like you're missing us not knowing each other's birthdays. Um, bye. Is that it? I feel like we've talked yeah. a lot about ourselves in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we have, but never mind. That's good, um, Thank you. Bye, Dave. Bye. <laughs> Creepy way to end, but I like it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.